0: turn up the talk would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on the Gadigal people of the eora nation we acknowledge their connection to lands waters and community we honor and recognize the wisdom compassion strength and resilience of elders and the stories they share with us in hope for greater understanding and care for the lived experiences of first nations community in australia country
1: Turn Up The Talk podcast, tackling mental health together.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Turn Up The Talk, joined by Patty and Lockie. Lock, what's doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I was back, I was at your work today, Waverly. Yep. Doing a, um College of Knowledge. College of Knowledge. He talks to the junior school on leadership, which was good. Most of them well-behaved. Most of them. I'll tell you why. I don't know how you're a teacher. Yeah, I do like to ask myself that from time to time. But it is good. It is good. Fun. It, is good. good fun. It, it was really good. It's just like, as everyone was in school, I guess, you. when, it, when someone comes in to talk, you know, you just kind of... It's your chance. It's not a teacher, you know what I mean? You want to kind of fuck around. So. Yeah. But for the most part, it was good. It was good to go back there and, and have a, a, a chat. Yeah, they're mostly good for a laugh or two, but once you um, pull them into line, they're pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to today's chat, but before we get into that, I went to the Chloe um, what night was it? Wednesday? Yeah, $15
2: palmy. Um, they smash them out. So I think we ordered and about five, 10 minutes later it came yeah. out. So they've got it down there. Go see Meg's. Get a drink voucher if you're lucky and $15 palmy's on Wednesday night. Trivia was a success.
0: Yeah, trivia was good. Few few hard questions in there. Mr. Will Gibb, the trivia master, actually wrote most of the questions. So... There are a few hard ones in there. There was, and we actually got um
2: we got a complaint from a group as well about the counting. Did we? So sorry to that group, but you still lost even with a recount. Who so was that?
0: That's good. I will not named but who I know.
2: yeah. It's just it's a bit weird. But it's all it good. It is what it's it just is just for mental health. Anyway. Typical.
0: Alrighty. Welcome, Mr. Nathan. Thank you guys for having me. I'm
1: super stoked to be here.
0: Yeah, how you going? What's been What's been going on,
1: mate? I'm doing alright. Had a sick day today. Like I was telling you before, went out yeah. to uh, Moore Park and hit a few golf balls, which was spontaneous <laughs> and awesome. Um, actually, super interesting. There are way too many people out here that drive Porsches oh mate Bro, welcome to the, the golf club, club yep and yeah. personalized number plates what, well, I- what is that it's, it's a thing. thing it's a big nah. thing yeah i'd rather spend money on a surfboard <laughs>
2: <laughs> how much are they
1: surfboards no the, the plates they're pretty expensive hey. it's like plates,
2: a subscription yeah. Yeah, you, you pay, pay, pay every, every year e- it's not a one off It's
0: nuts yeah it's pretty ridiculous it's like you pay um some you say oh, a front funny. some some you say are funny you know that um fuck, that leg opener one did you see that so nah. he's like this leading barrister <sighs> and like he, he had a. Lamborghini or something, and he put his number plate L G P O N E R or something like leg opener it was his <laughs> car, and everyone blew up because um everyone just blew up because of he wanted to like everyone was like oh, you can't do that's not right But blah so he changed just like X X X L ego or something like extra 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 <laughs> large ego <laughs> and, um he actually came in and wanted to do a podcast here we had a chat to him that like, he's got some stories as a barrister oh, if man, you got the balls
1: mate. to put that on your car you've got to have some stories he has some fucking stories so that's
0: something like
2: oh. You like well? How long you got to do uni for that? Oh fuck! If six haven't. or seven years. Well, right? My sister's a lawyer. Yeah, six law or seven ridiculous. years, but it'd be one of those. When you get there, yeah, it, I reckon it'd be it'd be pretty fun. It'd be a lot of work, but it'd you'd be heaps of work a, a I
1: amazing. wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah, when I was going through school, it was like the thing that I wanted to do from year seven to ten. What yeah, what well. stopped it? My dad took me to his lawyer's office. And bro, just books uh, on books. So the old man's a lawyer, books. obviously, then? no, nah, my dad's not. He was uh, just going through a court case with yeah, coaching. Right. Okay. And um, yeah, so a sport lawyer. Oh my God. When I walked out of there, nah. dude, never very again full did I want to see that office again. Love my sister, but very full on. Yeah, yeah it's like, just nuts. Yeah, it's you a
0: just got to love reading. And I don't. I don't <laughs> love reading, though. No. I don't like writing either. I just
2: found it. I also went to my sister's in Brisbane and I just found it very- Confined, very threatening environment. It was just mm. like, okay.
0: There's just like this. I don't know when I hear lawyer, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's like when a cop pulls up next to you and you, you know you're doing nothing wrong, yeah. but you're still <laughs> you still get fucking a little nervous. sketch out. You put two <laughs> hands on the wheel and you look where your phone is, you, you know you're doing nothing wrong, even though I have no side mirror.
1: Well, bro, Suits is like my favorite show on oh, the planet. I wish good? it was, if, if it was seen, like that, I'd go into it. Never seen it. You've never no. seen Suits.
2: Unreal. You've but never
1: been blessed by Harvey Specter.
2: No. can I have. No, it's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've Number one. I've just started yeah. Animal, Animal Kingdom. Oh, that is so. I
1: haven't awkward, seen that. Mate, oh, you've got to watch that. So, What's it on?
0: Netflix. Netflix. Oh, Stranger ooh. Things. And heaps of stories too. Yeah, I nah, just finished I
1: Stranger things. things.
0: I don't like sci fi. It's
1: a bit, yeah, it's a bit too yeah. distant.
0: I like the realistic.
1: Uh, into the Night Garden.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into it. Mate, so you run your own podcast, but it's kind of more than a podcast. I know you do vlogs and everything like that. Just tell us about the concept. Tell her what it's about. Tell us why you started it. Just give yeah. us the whole rundown.
1: I mean, the story sort of changes every time I talk about it because it's just continually evolving into new things. But pretty much beginning of last year, I started this thing called Uncle Nathan, um, which essentially was built as sort of like a mentor platform for young people. Um, When I was going through school, I found high school to be quite easy and I thought that was because I worked really hard. But then after I finished, I went back to high school as a learning support officer and I realized that some people work just as hard, if not harder than I did, and it just doesn't click. So I sort of wanted, I felt, I guess I felt responsible in a way. I wanted to bridge that gap a bit. Started Uncle Nathan as a blog um, to teach people how to sort of, what would you call it i guess hack the system of high school like what are they looking for how to get through high school with good marks without having to work your life away um, so that's where it started and since then it's grown into this overarching mentorship platform where it's pretty much just all about sharing my learnings my mistakes as an adult now in the real world um, just so other young people can follow along and, and learn a bit as well so they don't feel so isolated that was the biggest thing that i realized after school yeah. is it felt like I was the only one going through it. Um, but realistically, everyone's having similar experiences. And I think if if I can share that and put that out into the world, it might help someone understand what they're going through a little bit better.
2: Every sort of successful brand has a lot of interaction with its followers. So I imagine you would. What's What are the themes that come out? Is it What are the themes that come out from kids or anyone who sort of messages you, reaches out?
1: Dude, the biggest thing for me is like... Mental health, obviously, you guys talk a lot about mental health. It's it's massive. Everyone's thinking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone realizes that, that, that it's something that should be spoken about now, which I think is really cool because it's always something that I've taken an interest to. Um, the other big thing is, like I said before, it's just relatability, like being able to- be in pain or be in a shit situation and have someone else say, hey, I've been there and I got through it and you will too, is massive for someone who's never experienced that before. Mm. And I feel like growing up, you always, well, actually you don't even always have your parents. Some people are really lucky to have their parents there as, as a support network, but other people aren't so lucky and it can be so isolating. So I think- when I have people reach out off the back of a podcast or the back of an Instagram post or a blog post, it's they're talking about, hey, thanks for being honest and open and sharing yeah. that you're going through it as well.
2: Well, I think one of the things, and obviously I said before to you, I was a teacher. One of the things that I sometimes struggle with is the concept of school and that we prepare them for these sort of minute tasks and then they get a HSC and then they leave. It's like, okay, well, what are they actually when they leave? You know, okay, well, you know, they get a mark, okay, yeah, go do teaching, or you get a mark, go do physio, but it's like, what else have you done? So what, with this sort of mentorship, what are the aims of it? What do you want to sort of provide people with? Yeah, it's
1: such a good point. Like, people finish school without any idea of who they actually are. They're, they're, I guess they're made to feel a certain way based on the marks they're getting and based on how well they do in certain subjects. And then from there, it's like, oh, I'm good at math, so I should do something with numbers. Um I guess the point of Uncle Nathan and what I try and preach is like this whole idea of figuring out who you are on a deeper level. Like, what are your passions? What are your interests? What do you do to bring in money that you really enjoy doing? And sort of from that, you can start to build this, I guess, this bigger concept, not necessarily of what you have to do, but of what makes you happy and what brings you joy. And then from there, it's just about going out into the world and, and finding that and seeking that in every opportunity that comes your way. I think it's good
0: now so like i said i went in today to waverly the old school we were speaking about leadership but obviously you know the podcast and everything like that came up and we're speaking about mental health a little bit these kids are in year five year six and a lot of them knew what it was like eh? five and six i would have had no idea no idea they they were talking about anxiety they were talking and obviously it's a lot it's a more watered down version as it should be but you know i was going in there preparing to kind of with a simplified version of it and then one of the teachers said oh we, we actually did study that this whole week at school and i was like wow like that i think that's a really good thing because again in school like you said you get you got if you're good at math you should do math and stuff i feel like there's a massive gap in the education system into just
1: everyday mm. things, just stuff you should be learning every day. Like, the education system was made to churn out employees. Yeah, like that's, that's what it was made to do. It yeah. was made to churn out factory workers, and that's not what the world is anymore. Yeah. You need to have such a, a deeper understanding of who you are on a an emotional level in order to- Like, and I don't know, I guess people- People figure it out through experience. Like, of course, you figure it out through experience and you'll get there eventually. But the way that I see it is like, if we can start teaching those things early days at school, then you're much better prepared when you do hit the real world.
0: 100%. And so, do you try to work with schools and stuff like that? Do you try to, have you gone into schools? What's the go?
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. Like I said, it's been 18 months now since I started it. The first year, I was set on getting into schools, talking to groups of kids at school. Hello, COVID. (laughs) Yeah, well, that (laughs) happened. Plus, I was working at my old school as well, so I got a bit of exposure to it. Um, But like we were talking about before the podcast, it's always been- a crossroads for me of do I want to turn this into a business per se or do I want to just keep producing content in my spare time? Yeah, And it's something that I've been tossing up with and still don't have a definitive answer yet. Um, so I've done work here and there with different schools. I've done, we have like a local council thing, KLOF, which is like a youth group sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've done events with them, speaking events. I focus a lot on money skills, like financial stuff, financial education. So I've done a lot of that. Um, bringing to young people as well but what i've realized is as impactful as it is to go to schools and as much as that would turn uncle nathan into a business because schools pay you to talk it's also like i feel like i can reach way more people through yes. social media mm. with less effort yeah. so like why wouldn't i do that so yeah. it's been a trade-off and f- i'm still not 100 percent sure of which way i want to take it but i've been exploring all options
2: it's funny i'll just I'll jump in so funny, like yeah, you, we learn how to calculate an area of a pyramid, but we don't learn how to like invest in shares no. or save properly.
1: Yeah, this is everything that I talk about. But we yeah. learn
2: what a rhombus,
0: Pythagoras theorem.
2: It's just, don't know. but I like I understand it to a degree because they need something that's measurable, right? But it's like there is such a field for kids to learn that stuff, even being mindful in years ten, eleven, twelve, shares, investing. Yeah. -hmm. Saving, like how to save properly. Like, that's a massive one that I reckon a majority of the people we know wouldn't know how to do.
1: Yeah. I think the counter argument is, though, like, I've had people say this to me it's the job for the parents. But the the whole point of school is to teach you things (laughs) that your parents can't teach you. And not everyone's parents are good with money.
0: Yeah, exactly
1: right. It should be a thing that school teaches.
0: Mm. Well, but if it's a job of parents and the parents aren't good at saving, then what? What? What is? What is there to do? They obviously cannot teach you. A, yeah. A positive teach way you what to not to do. Like, yeah, but if they're that's the best so- when you don't have a lesson planned <laughs>
2: and you do something and the kids say, like, "What are we doing?" Oh, like, don't do this. <laughs>
0: yeah, but they obvi- they they obviously don't know the answers, and then obviously they'll try to teach them, and for, for hopefully not. But the kid will end up doing what their parents did, and then just gets passed down and down. Yeah. they Don't have that proper education. It's like, it's just like anything, but it's just like well, why can't? my dad teach me maths. You know, well, my dad was great at maths, but why my can't my mum teach me? Because she wasn't very good at it. Yeah. So you can't expect them to teach it. Well, what's the difference between that and what we're yeah, just talking about? For
2: sure. <laughs> was that a rhetorical question? <laughs>
0: yeah, it <well>, was. <laughs> <like, laughs> it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, but
1: but like. The, like the power of social media now is that even if school doesn't, social media can. Yeah, and we have got to teach sure, people how yeah. to curate their feeds so that it's productive, not depressing. Yeah, fuck. There's some unproductive things online yeah. as
2: well. But- well, that's what I was just about to say. That is such a hard line. You get stuck in the TikTok it's loop. It's such a powerful <laughs> oh. thing, but it's also like I did talking about body image today. Yeah, it's just like massive. you go on Insta feed for 30 minutes, and your body image is wrecked. Yeah, yeah. your like perception of yourself is. But then. You can go on and listen to some inspiring people. I follow hmm. Joe Dispenza. Oh, I heard the name. Yeah, Joe Dispenza is just like this wicked scientist, psychologist, and he just always uploads. He uploads the most scientific stuff, and but they, in the caption he puts it in like layman's terms, mm. and it'll be like the brain mm-hmm. and the neurons in the post, and then in the caption he actually talks about it, and it's like
0: far out.
2: What, what's it, what was what on Instagram saying? Yeah, Joe
0: Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> Don't get him. Mate. Yeah, we'll put it on the screen. We'll oh. Joe put him up dispenser yep doctor wow 2.2 2 mil if 95 percent of who we are is set of an unconscious programs the first step to changing is becoming conscious of those programs wouldn't that hit you fucks you mean 15, 15
2: and reading that at home
1: yeah probably wouldn't know what it means yeah. but,
0: but <laughs> he the, the, it the problem capture.
1: is 15 year olds aren't following him yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the trouble because he's not cool yeah, yeah exactly like, how right. do we how do we bridge that gap
0: well how do we how, how do we bridge that gap? This. Yeah. Yeah. This.
1: We're like, TikTok forces content onto people. Yeah. If you produce content that other people like, it'll force that content onto people that don't even know they want that content. Yeah. It's like, oh. if we keep producing this stuff, it'll get out there. All
0: right. So, what about this? I don't know if you have the answer. I'm just springing on this, springing this on you. There's a kid listening to this, right, who wants that kind of content. But whenever they go on TikTok, it's Jason Derulo singing. <laughs> Do you, is there search stuff like do, is it because it is what you search at? If you if, like our um turn up a talk TikTok page, if you scroll through that for you page for five minutes, you'll end up in tears. It is the saddest stuff you've ever seen because all our because our stuffs about mental health, right? Yeah. So how is it about what you search? Is it hashtags?
1: But I got the perfect story for this. Yeah, let's go. So I have now been going through a breakup for the last like month, which I also went through the same breakup at the end of last year, yeah. and. TikTok has been really interesting through this period. I've never been broken like I have been during that period and this period. And what I learned from the last period, so I spent much longer last time feeling sorry for myself, wondering how to get out of the rut, not sure what to do. This time around, I have used TikTok to my advantage because what I did was curate the feed so that it would teach me what not to do when I'm feeling like shit. So for example, to answer your question, like I'm sitting there feeling horrible or I've scrolled on Instagram and seen a photo of my ex having fun or whatever, and it puts me in this downhill spiral. I go onto TikTok and I literally look up self-esteem tips, self-confidence, self-love, how to get through a breakup. like as shamelessly putting it out there Uh, people will think what they want to think i search that up on tiktok and for the next week that's what's on my feed yeah and then naturally it progresses out as you stop engaging with those videos as much but like for me it's it's been pretty instrumental in shifting the way that i think and also listening to podcasts and all of that but there's definitely a way to shift that feed to to favor yourself
0: yeah i've definitely noticed that too one that's uh very annoying so you know that andrew Tate like Fuck that I guy. I can't fucking stand him. But sometimes I'll sit and watch his video. Like It'll pop up on my news. And sometimes I'll watch it just to like... You ever watch it just to cringe at people? Or you just watch yeah. a video to be like, fuck, what a Derek. So I'll watch the whole video. And then I'll kind of go through the comments to like, I wonder who's agreeing with me. But then they must think that I enjoy the video. And then this motherfucker pops up in my face. And I went f- I went arc the other night. <laughs> <laughs> on on our account. I started commenting on his <laughs> shit. Because <Jesus Christ. laughs> <laughs> there was one like... He said one like... um. He was talking about who's the actor who took his own life. He was Mrs. Robin Doubtfire, Williams. Robin Williams. So, you know why Robin Williams is upset because he went to a, a therapist? He goes, If you feel like you have to speak to someone to get through a tough time, you're useless. This is what he said. And I just got on there and I went, Are you fucking kidding, Baba blah, You're the reason fucking yada And I just went on a rampage. Did he reply? No, of course he reply. It was probably someone else. People would just rip off. Have you? And do you know like, his business model? It's no. pretty interesting. No, I, see, I don't know a lot about him, to be honest. He's the, a kickboxer, isn't he?
1: Yeah, the guy's an absolute idiot, but he's also a genius. Yeah. He puts it on. Oh, he's smart at so what he does. What don't get me wrong. What he's done is he's built this online course, Hustler Community or whatever it's fucking called. And he basically has set up an affiliate link so that if you get someone else to sign up to his course, you get paid cash. And on the website, he's got a whole page dedicated to how you can get people to sign up. And on that page, it says, make a TikTok account that is based on me, that impersonates me, and post my videos linking to the Hustler community. And you'll get money from that. So that's why he's everywhere, because there's hundreds of people trying to make money off his courses. Sheep. which is genius in terms of virality but the problem is like the three of us will look at his videos and laugh at how absurd it is yeah but young guys 15 16 no, who have had no guidance yeah, will it. listen and be like oh yeah that sounds real like that makes sense maybe we should trash women and i'm just like holy f-, like something has to be done and it's yeah. been popping off a bit the last couple of days which is good because yeah. people are starting to clue onto it but something like you need to Big intervention from TikTok, Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the platforms themselves to stop this shit. What's, um,
2: what's your go-to if someone was to message you and say that they're struggling? What, what do you reply
1: back? It's always a tough one. Because I think there are... <laughs> so, early days with Uncle Nathan, I, I mean, I always reply. I always reply straight away. But early days, I learned a lesson because I replied to someone who was really unstable and... Long story short, it ended up taking a toll on me yeah. because they became dependent on me replying and trying to help them through yeah. this situation. And like, of course, I'm when dealing with young people, we're dealing with anyone, I'm always gonna be there. But you have to set boundaries for yourself because by the end of it, I was drained. Like yeah. I was smashed because I felt responsible for this guy's well-being. And that was really tough because as much as I tried to encourage him to seek help and took every step that I thought I could to help him. As much as I did that, he wasn't willing to get help for himself. Mm. And that felt like I let him down, like it became my responsibility. So I guess to bring it back to the question, it's like, I always reply. I always listen to the story. I always listen to what's going on and try and be there. But I also have to set my own boundaries and be like, at the end of the day, I can only provide so much assistance and so much guidance for them to help themselves. And if they're not going to do anything, all I can do is either try and figure out the parents, like try and bring it to someone who is in their life because I'm not, um, and go from there. Because, it, it, yeah, it's a gray line. It's such an interesting thing. I was just thinking about it before when we were talking about like feeds. Like
2: our uh, sometimes our, our brain just craves negative thoughts, negative emotions. So someone in that position... Yeah, okay. They'll reach out, but it's like they're looking for it. You know, like they're—I don't know if they, you can say they're looking for it, but it's like they're just constantly craving that negative energy. Mm. And I think that's a really hard thing to
1: understand. It's at a, any age, it's a real like psychological thing. So yeah. humans are more humans are more comfortable with familiar pain than unfamiliar pain. So like, 100%. and the only reason I know any of this shit is because all the work I've been doing through this breakup to try and get my head back into a good spot. But it's like you'll. You'll seek negative thoughts that reinforce the experience you're going through because you know what that pain feels like. So for instance, with a breakup, like you'll always think about the good memories you had and you'll look at that relationship through those rose-colored glasses as much as it hurts because you know what that pain feels like. And that's less scary than moving on and dealing with pain that you haven't felt before or the unknown, the uncertainty. So, like, people are always going to reach out saying, I've got this issue, I've got this issue, I've got this issue with no intention of helping themselves Mm. because they're just going to keep reliving that pain because it's familiar. I don't know. I found it super interesting learning about all this stuff.
0: So, what are some other things you've learned? Obviously, going through a breakup is such a normal thing, right? And it sucks and a lot of people don't talk about it. You know what I mean? It can be a bit of a... People can deem it as embarrassing. People can deem it as, you know, oh, we shouldn't really talk about that as a breakup. What, what the fuck? Everyone goes through it. You know what I mean? Of course, everyone goes through it. What are some things you've learned and what are some things you're going through? It sounds like you're still probably not over it by the sound thing Oh, things. definitely
1: not, dude. Um, this is- I was tossing up coming yeah. here whether or not I, I talk about it or not. And to be honest, I don't even know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. Um, But- Whatever you're comfortable this with is, sharing. This is the whole- It would be hypocritical of me- to preach all this stuff about Uncle Nathan and about sharing my learnings and failures and mistakes. and
0: Yeah, but I think there's, a, there's a time where um, you can promote that, but there's time where you need yeah, your personal sure. and it's just just you. So, if there's anything that's off, off boundaries, you just step in. But just more on the side of how you've got to where you are now in regards to um, how, how you've been coping. You said you've been looking mm. up videos and things like that. What are some strategies and things you've put into place?
1: Yeah, like you said, the biggest thing with – any heartbreak whether it is like a breakup or loss like someone dying in your life it's a very similar sort of pain and heartbreak and that feeling of loss is like really unfamiliar the first time you go through it so just acknowledging the fact that it is actually something that most people everyone goes through Mm -hmm. at some point has given me a lot of closure and um it's it makes it less scary to reach out to people so like my parents the first time I was going through it, I I um, I was I didn't know what to say to people. I didn't really know what to do, what to say, what to feel. And like I, I internalized a lot of my thoughts and feelings, which just led me to basically spiral whenever I had a negative thought. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Whereas this time around, it's like, I know that other people have gone through this. So I'm much more inclined if I'm feeling like shit to... Bring in some sort of circuit breaker, whether that's talking to my mum, who's going to make the situation seem more realistic for me and give me a bit of perspective, which always helps break the circuit. Whether it's chatting to a friend who's like, yeah, I've been in the same situation. This is what I did. Um, Just things like that that have really helped me. Something that's been massive for me is um, podcasts podcast specifically on dealing with heartbreak and then once you get over that it's podcast specifically on building your self-confidence self-esteem back up because like for me as someone who has always been relatively ego driven in a sense like a heartbreak was rejection and that's really hard to deal with and that is essentially at first was me thinking oh i'm not good enough
0: put so many questions in your
1: mind yeah and that's a really tough mental pattern to break um so listening to podcasts about building that self-esteem back up building back that self in, uh, that independence has been massive in getting me out of that headspace so now it's become rather than feeling really bad all the time it's now i feel good and then i have moments that suck and in those moments, I'm like, this sucks. And I feel that pain. I don't try and avoid it or distract myself, but it's like, acknowledge it and then implement some sort of healthy circuit breaker. So like, I'll feel like, shit, all right, I'm going to go hit a few balls at the driving range, or I'm going to go for a surf, or I'm going to chuck a podcast on. Exercise is a big one. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to deal with it in in a healthy way without avoiding the pain.
0: Sitting with it and acknowledging that it's there yeah that's something yeah exactly right that's saying we spoke about and saying that i used to do a lot was push it away i said as soon as i'd get a fear especially with anxiety so i have severe anxiety but when it first came on it was just like what the fuck is this right and whenever it would come i'd be like no fuck that i'd be doing everything to push it away i'm not feeling this and i slowly learned to just sit there and and literally just feel it and then the next time it comes, you know that it's there, and there's just that little bit less, and it's, it's not less, but it's a, you're a tiny bit more comfortable with it because you've sat with it and you've actually gone through the process instead of just pushing. Everything away, and that's something we speak about and saying. And that's something that I learned through therapy. Like that's, I think it's cognitive therapy. I think that is, but um, d- literally feeling it where you might you might feel it in your toes. You might feel it. In your, I get it in my stomach a lot, or in my head. And every, different people feel it um in different places. So yeah, I think just
2: rationalizing it as well within yourself, mm. like rationalizing your thought process, that helps me. And then I'd normally find like if it's something that I'm dealing with, if I rationalize it, try and first like get rid of all my distractions. Actually think about it for five, ten minutes, that helps me then for the rest of the day the next couple of days because it's more like, okay, well, I've actually dealt with that. I can move on. And then if it comes back, take that time to actually talk myself through it again. Talking myself
1: through it, that's what I learned. That's yeah. probably one of the biggest things that I've done. That's yeah. a, That's a really good point because yeah. oftentimes- Like, I'm very similar. I get so anxious about social situations. Yeah, yeah, heavy. (laughs) Oftentimes, it's completely irrational. So, like, now I have a checklist. So, whenever I have a thought pop up, I'm like, okay, first, is this rational or irrational? And when it's irrational, just recognizing it instantly breaks a circuit. You're still going to have the thought there, but it's like, okay, now I know this is an irrational thought. What can I do to change my thought pattern? And then it's like be present like the biggest thing for me is meditation chuck on a guided meditation for five minutes it'll snap you out of it or like dude stomp your feet on the ground like yeah. splash some water in your face Yeah, bring yourself back to earth because as soon as you hit that irrational thought the mm. first thing is like for some reason, irras- ir- irrationality feels normal. So, we're just going to keep going down there. So, it's another irrational thought, another one, another one, another one. So, if you can just break that circuit, recognize that it's irrational, from there, it should calm down a little bit.
0: Yeah, and ground yourself. And like you said, do things to kind of like stop your fear. I like to like tap my like my arm. I would normally do my leg, but just with the camera, I go, like one, two, three, four, one, two, and I'll just count it and count it and count it. I get so tired after I have a panic attack mm. like I I just feel exhausted it's exhausting like I sometimes <laughs> yeah. I just lay there and I'll just, I could just fall asleep after it because like you just it, it could be 20 minutes long right but then after it, it just feels like you've run a marathon yeah it's, it's just gnarly. so exhausting
1: like It, it's a shit feeling but I think a lot of people have it and go through that stuff whether or not oh, they recognize yeah. it or not yeah or yeah, yeah exactly to. right yeah. whether
0: or not they recognize it or want to yeah definitely with the people that reach out to you um, about like mental where like they're struggling. Is it a, a lot about that kind of thing where they've left school and they don't, they don't really know their purpose, their identity? Is that a big thing for
1: it? Yeah, that's massive, especially when it comes HSC time, like exam time. <laughs> Around about that time last year, I got so many messages saying like, I'm just about to finish school and I have no idea what I want to do. I've got my uni preferences in, but I don't even know if I want to go to uni. If I do go to uni, I don't know if I'm going to like the course. Just like so many unknowns and so much uncertainty that really freaks people out and school has never been a place of uncertainty so we're not really taught how to deal with that idea like school has always had a finish line you yeah, know you're going to graduate probably. at the end of year 12 and that is comforting in a sense because it's certain you might leave earlier but the whole time you're going through school you you know you're going to finish at the end of year 12 and then when school's over there's no more certain ends to the chapter there's yeah. no like, I guess uni kind of is, but then again, like things change, and but it's it's all up to you as in uni yeah, as well. It's you, got you got get no to make the decision. So yeah, pe- no one knows how to deal with that as a young person. I'm still grasping that idea that yeah, I don't have a finish line and I don't know where I'm going. But it's I guess the thing that I try and bring people back to is like getting comfortable with that journey and that process and understanding that you don't have to have it all figured out right now. You just got to do it as you go along.
2: that was probably my biggest struggle that I've had so far was that six months after school and you just feel like like I just remember feeling nothing like I just felt nothing for so long Mm. and I was just like fuck this is and then you try and like I got into work and stuff but I just remember feeling nothing and being so worried and just like like where am I going but it's like probably, it's such a good thing. I know people say, oh, gap years and stuff like that, but having some time off after school is the best thing you can do. Like A few months, I remember I went to uni straight after. I started psychology down at Wollongong. <laughs> walked in, walked out. Um, <laughs> now, I remember first lecture, they're like, all right, seven years, you'll be a psychologist. Give <laughs> the textbooks back. <laughs> I tried it for three weeks and I, was, I literally hated every minute of it. And then I took the rest of the semester off because I'm just like, this is nuts. Like we get forced to go, we don't get forced, but it's sort of this social construct to go into school and then go and do something after. And it's like, you just want to tell kids, man, just don't don't stress. Like, Mm. yeah, okay, work hard, but whatever, you're going to be fine. Like there's ways into everything. And I just, I remember that's probably my biggest struggle is that feeling of probably loneliness and no self-worth after school and just- being not in, in anything.
0: I feel like it's because you also lose a structure. You know, yeah, you're waking heavy. up at seven, yeah. you're at school by eight, you've got recess at 10, you come home, you do your <laughs> homework, you do your sport and you go to bed. See your mates. It's so... And that's what we spoke to um, Russell Manser, who spent 23 years of his life in jail. And he also was on the Spenion podcast. And they were talking about how when they came out of jail, they, they felt the same because there was just no structure in their life. You know, like, sure, you're in jail, but... You get waking up the same time, you get fed at X amount of time, you go out for your yard time for an hour, you get fed for lunch, then you go have your shower, then you go for dinner and you're in your cell. And that's such a structure. And then when you're out, sure, you might be thinking, fuck, I've got all this freedom, but you don't have everything given to you like you did then. Mm-hmm. And obviously, school and jail are completely different things, but you've got that structure oh. set up there. And once you're done, you know what I mean? It's like, well, fuck, now what? Yeah. I yeah. remember a
2: year, I, was, I won't say a year, I was doing a year and it was time management was the page. It page. One page. <laughs> and then the next page was personal hygiene yeah it's like that is such a vital thing yeah. being a good mate is such a vital thing understanding how your brain works is such a vital thing but like we said before it's just I think it's very the, yeah like we like you mentioned the school system was set up for one thing and that's drastically changing now mm. um, with all the health issues that we're having and, do you
0: think it'll move with it do you think schools will, yeah, it will have, have to, to it? it's got no choice it will do we? have to and yeah. it will just take
2: People to like look at Marky Mitchell. Like we yeah. met so Marky Mitchell runs lab. He's t- we went we were going to him five, six years ago as a physio in an RSL in one room. He had five beds in one room. Now he's got two massive properties and businesses in the eastern suburbs looking at well being, gyms, and it's like he wants to go and change the curriculum. It's gonna take people like that yeah. to go in and go,
0: All right, this isn't working. Mm. But I don't know. Well, I don't know what it is that the people in charge are old fashioned. I don't know. Like it's what, what, just it's just a it? big institution.
1: it's yeah, just like cyclical. It's, no one it's so to hard it. to make change in yeah. an institutionalized system like education. It's like one of the biggest institutions in the country. And it's something that I've tossed up with since starting Uncle Nathan. It's like, I'd love to get this stuff in schools, but what's the best way to do that? To me, it's about having a generation now that sees how important this stuff is.
0: Exactly right. And
1: that generation will end up running these institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the change can happen.
0: Because it can't just be like, it's great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you going to schools is great. We are going to schools is great. But it's like, it's got to be part of the curriculum as such. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's good to have us go in and talk, but it can't just be one thing a year. Mm. Like, fuck, you think- A hundred year tens are going to remember what we said in a year's time. They might take away one or two good things, which is great. But if they're getting it taught every day, you know, what? say we went into a school, right? We did an hour talk. You probably spend 10 minutes on depression, 10 minutes on anxiety, 10 minutes on all these different mental health illnesses. Imagine that was a whole term on depression and how you deal with it. And then the next terms on, and then, for example, you were doing things with on on money and and all these different how to save a term. Imagine how fucking beneficial that would be.
1: Yeah,
2: I think the other thing as well is like Waverley's. Obviously, we're lucky in terms of we are like we have a well-being. So I see students fifteen minutes a day, same students every day, ten. Sick. Yeah, that is year good. Year seven to ten, year seven to twelve. It's more than I had. That's, yeah, about, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. So that's we've got that at one end, and then we've got schools state schools who just don't have the funding to do anything Mm. it's like that's another big issue because they can bring in these changes but you got to educate uh, like teachers you got to yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: it's hard yeah it's got to be viable like there's so many there's so many reasons that stop it from happening but i genuinely believe the best way to interrupt a system like the education system is to educate our generation so that by the time they're running these institutions they'll understand how important this stuff is and implement it themselves yeah. because it's like you think about the people that are running these institutions old fat white men yeah. who mm. have never believed in this stuff yeah, in their yeah, life exactly like how right. are yeah. we going to change their mind in my opinion it's not about changing their mind it's about phasing those people out and replacing them with people who we don't need to change their mind because they're already on the same
0: wavelength yeah 100% mate that's what when we were speaking about with Mark the other night at dinner we were talking he was like what's your target market what you want to do and obviously we're kind of like when we first said like well we want to help everyone like fuck obviously everyone wants to help everyone but Again, why would fifty-year-old Bob listen to twenty-three-year-old twenty-three-year-old Lockie? Yeah. You know, so and I had that same thought. I was like, well, if we can teach the younger generation, then when they've got kids, that's what they're going to teach their kids. And all of a sudden, it just floods everyone. <laughs> it doesn't flood everyone out, but you know, it just floods that mentality and yeah. and everything out of it. What about for yourself? So we're talking about their that loss of identity and things like that. Did you struggle with that after school? Is that why this came about?
1: Yeah, massively. Yeah. Um. Through school, I was always the kid who did really well academically, got all the awards at the end of the year, did really well with sport, always was in the winning teams, yeah. made every team, had heaps of friends, floated around friendship groups. Like I went through school thinking I'm the king. Mm. And then I got to the end of school, into the real world, realized I was on my own, did what I thought I wanted to do realized I didn't actually like it that much, and then hit a rock because I was like, who am I? What am I doing? And that was like such a scary realization. And the other thing I had was the expectation that as soon as school was finished, I'd be at the top of the mountain, everything that I wanted. I'd have the car, I'd have the wife, I'd have the family, the house. Like For some reason, in my head, I was like, school finishes, and then I'm 30 with my life figured out. And then I realized, wait, there's, there's a good like 12 years before I hit 30 that I have to figure out first. Yeah. And it's a really scary thing to go through. It's exactly what I was talking about before, that uncertainty. And I guess the thing that's brought me comfort is talking to people and realizing that everyone else is going through the same thing and that it's not about what your friend's doing that you're not doing. It's just about what you're doing. Mm. Like Removing that comparison has been the biggest comforter for me.
0: Yeah. So, as in regards to like, you might be saying, well, my mate's finished
1: his his degree at uni, but I'm still in semester two. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? Is that what you kind of mean by that comparison?
1: For sure. It's like, yeah, exactly. My mate's finished. his earning $100,000 a year, working full-time, Yeah, almost engaged to his girlfriend of five years. And here I am going through a breakup, doing uni, not sure if I even like my degree. Yeah. And when you look at the two, it's like, I fell into the trap of thinking I should be there. but Realistically, the truth is I should be exactly where I am right now.
0: And the flip side to that is, I don't know if that's mate's real, that mate is real or whatever, but just say, for example, he might be looking at you going, fuck, I kind of didn't re- even, I'm not really even passionate about the course I did, but I just felt pressured to finish it. I wish I was doing what you're doing and I wish I was helping people and, and you're thinking, I wish I'm doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always a the flip side of, there's always someone... There's always someone better. You're always world, you know want There's There's always going to want. There's always someone have. bigger. Yeah, exactly right. You're always going to want what you can't have. Exactly. You just got to love what you've got and be grateful. Yeah, for what you got for sure. I got Are a you co- on menu log. I have got a quote on that. Yeah, every. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a quote for that. Let's go. Not I'm Eddie excited Jones for. <laughs> yeah. Want to play some elevator music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be dead. The
2: reason we so often fail to notice it is. That we turn away from the current experience and try to replace it with a better one. We seek happiness in a future object or situation where it is, in fact, sitting quietly at the heart of all experience now.
0: Yeah, wow. It's
2: Mm. a bit inspirational. That is. The longing for happiness that characterizes most of our activities is only a longing to taste the happiness that is inherent and ever-present in our true nature and that is temporarily eclipsed by our rejection of the current situation. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, in layman's terms, I think and feel happy to jump in that we are happy in ourselves, but we don't accept it, and we look for something that we think will make us happy. When in fact, we are already happy. We just need to acknowledge it. And then, once you get to that place, no. there's something else that yeah you then want. That's you know what, what I mean. you're always fucking chasing. So, we something. actually in within ourselves, we are mm. satisfied, but it's what we tell ourselves. That we don't have like we said that makes us unsatisfied
1: have you guys seen this new social media app be real yes yes See, yeah. I, I love this app because off that point i feel like the reason we don't acknowledge our happiness is because we have boring moments in life we have dull moments where we're doing nothing nothing exciting and we're looking in those dull moments at our friends say instagram europe And we're looking Mm -hmm. at that going, fuck, I wish I was doing that. That looks so fun. Why aren't I doing that? I'm not doing anything right now. The reason I love this app is because every day it goes off and you have to post a photo of what you're doing at that time.
0: So is it set every day or a random time? Every day, random time. Right, okay. But at
1: least every 24 hours it goes off. And you're meant to post within two minutes. So you can't just like wait until you're doing something exciting like like
2: Snapchat like you send it to people or you're actually posting
1: no so you literally like take a selfie take a front uh, back camera and it posts to your friends there's also a discover page (laughs) 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 but it's so good it's so good yeah. (laughs) because it'll go off at like 10 o'clock at night and you're sitting in bed doing nothing and you post that and your friends are like oh that person who I thought lived this extraordinary life without doing something awesome every single minute of every single day is yeah, just doing is nothing good. like I'm doing. What's
2: the following situation though? Like so, like would randoms follow you, or is it just you can make it like close friends on Instagram? Yeah. Or- so
1: I'm. It's actually a little sketchy the location service. It's like pinpoint accurate she location. You turn which it off. You probably can if you turn off. So, so. If you turn it off in <laughs> settings, my, oh, the, I'd want to turn it off. But it's it, it is sucks. pretty gnarly because like you think about it, you post where you, like when you take that photo, it pinpoints exactly where you are, yeah, and right. people could see exactly where you are. So. I keep my friends list very, like, personal and close friends. Well, it
2: would only be good if you had your close friends.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want yeah, yeah.
2: people, like, who, I understand the point that we're trying to get to, but it's like, you only want to be real with, like, a certain amount of people. You don't want to be real mm. with a hundred people, because that's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. just fucking taking that's the That's probably piss. when it starts to get away from it, because, you, you know, oh, they yeah, don't, know, people are they don't know me that yeah. well. I kind of want to act like yeah. I live in that Be real. Life, I'm going
2: to download it. Steph, my girlfriend, was telling me about that. Yeah, yeah that's day. really good. It's yeah. so like I've
1: probably got, I think, 30 friends on it, and I I can't imagine I'd get many more than that because yeah, that's yeah, sort of yeah. all I want. But then there's also a discover page, so you can see anyone in the world. So you know what that is? For you.
0: It's like a for you. <laughs> yeah. Every
1: day this guy goes, what's for
0: you on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, you out of it, mate. Sometimes we have to explain it. Um, so, can you post- like could we could I download be real and just post one now or you have to get I don't the notification know, I don't, think I don't it's, want it now. I like, don't
1: think it's gone off today yet.
0: So you have to get the notification to post one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But right. then you have essentially you have twenty four hours until the next notification. So you're meant to post within two minutes of the notification, but you can post late. So you can post at whatever time. Yeah. But you can't see your friends unless you post your own. Oh fuck. That's a good concept. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I tell you what, I always think like Obviously, everyone wants to create an app or something, right? I always think like when probably, what was the last? Like you got Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. I'm like, there can't be another app. You know, there can't be another social media app that takes over. Mm. Like it just fathoms me how you can, and then someone comes up with something Well, the problem with this, like that. and I think it's a great idea, but the problem with this is its name. Isn't like, that good? It's
2: great, but no one's going to do it.
0: But if you've got two minutes, that's the idea. That you
2: No, but I'm saying it. no one's going to want to be real. Like, it's conversations like this where we try and promote it, but no one's going to want to do that. Well, isn't it? it might, they might, they we might. It might build up, but at the start, what, okay, you're going to tell a 14-year-old guy, all right, be real or Instagram? What are they taking? Dude, I don't know, actually. You, they're taking Instagram every, sec- every day. Yeah, but what, no one's got a gun to your head saying that. You do both. I understand that, but okay, what would you rather post
1: on, Instagram or Be real. Be real. I think people a are starting of. to clue onto this whole highlight reel shit that Instagram is. Yeah. yeah. I, and like want to get away from it.
0: I, 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 Instagram is I definitely a the point. dominant thing. No that's doubt, what I mean. This is a way to I know, 100% that. I get
2: that. But I think whilst it's up against those things, it's going to be hard. But what I'm trying to say, it's going to be hard for the Be Real to become the dominant one. Yeah, it won't mm. be the next Instagram. It course, won't be the yeah. next Instagram. Yeah. But I think it's a great idea. And what we need to try and say is, well, this is actually a healthier alternative than Instagram. For sure.
0: Yeah, it is. And then what, can you go back and see them all? Or do they delete once yeah, you so the next one? Yeah, so wow.
1: your, your profile, the only thing on your profile is a photo of you, your name, a bio, and a calendar, and only you can see the calendar, and it shows you what you posted every day for the last month.
0: But could you go to my profile and see what I posted two weeks ago? No. Ah, okay, No. Cool.
1: Only you can see I'll it. save anything either, mate. Um, what- So what do you put up? You put a photo and a caption? Uh, you can't put a caption. I just put a photo. So, I take a selfie and then a photo of what I'm doing. Post, done. Sick. And then sometimes I'll scroll, th- scroll through the others and see what my friends are doing. Sometimes I What's won't. That? Should we do a turn up and talk one?
0: Yeah, but then what if we're not together? Who posts it?
1: There's
2: <laughs> one person who ever gets the notification. we take it each day?
0: Except for ready, we won't let Moretti do it. <laughs> Go on.
2: Yeah, let's do it. It's a good concept. Could be a way to, you know, generate some interest. Yeah. But then, do we want people, our fo- we don't really want our followers seeing us like that? Or do we? <clears throat> why? Why does it matter? <laughs> be real, mate. Be real, mate. But yeah, yeah. but it's. Like, be real. Sort of, it's not real in 2000, like, all our followers are looking at us because we'll amp it up, you know? Why, is- if I'm
0: in bed, I'll just take a selfie. <laughs> what do you mean? That's all, Isn't that the concept? <laughs> yeah, are but you, you doing you're going
2: to want all our followers just- to say that? Fuck me, mate. It's just like that. Who cares?
0: So you're stuck in the Instagram world, mate. Be real, man. Be real. This get is the head whole head point. Out of the gutter.
1: Yeah.
0: I'd rather do it with a group of 15 to 20 mates. All right, well you can make your own
2: one. Mm. I think Just we're arguing, we're arguing over nothing <laughs> Well, I'm
0: not even you're the one who brought up the point. <laughs> know, now know, you you
2: said let's do it, <laughs> for turn up
0: a talk and now you're <laughs> saying don't. So you're arguing against yourself. Yeah,
2: cuz what I'm trying to is like the, if we did it with turn it up a talk, I feel like everyone who would get on wouldn't do it properly. Whereas I feel like we should be couching it as um as Nate said with your mate. So then that generates interest. You generate a conversation. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I was doing this. Like, yeah. I've lost you. I'm
1: feeling good. I've lost you. What are your goals and plans moving <laughs> forward? Um, dude, this is a big question. Mm, I indeed. have so much going on in my life right now. It's a little bit ridiculous. So what
0: do you do for work? Sorry, we never actually asked.
1: Uh, yeah, so... All right. Your question. So who am I? Nathan Moss. Um, so basically, I am running, pretty much running marketing for a startup company in Sydney. So that's my primary income. So I actually have a salary. I actually have a salary, work a part-time job where I'm pretty much doing all of the marketing for this startup company. I was the first hire. There's like a team of eight now, trying to grow that, which has been really fun. I'm doing a finance degree at uni which is completely different to marketing. And I've got one semester left of that. I'm also doing a second degree, Creative Intelligence, which I'll have another year at the end of next year, both of which have prepared me essentially to do Uncle Nathan. The Creative Intelligence part especially helped me to build Uncle Nathan. Uncle Nathan was a portfolio I used to get this job. No resume required. They saw what I was doing with Uncle Nathan. We said, we love your passion, dedication. You've proven that you can do something. Do it for us. And then I also am working with my mentor, Matt, Matt Brown. We uh, did a mini podcast series and now we're building out a YouTube channel, which is also its own business with the goal of investing capital. He's a financial advisor. So all profit generated from that business will be invested into a portfolio and we're going to show the world how we do that. Because there was a recent like Finfluencer crackdown by ASIC, which means yeah, every day Joe Blow can't talk about financial products on the internet, so there's less resources out there now. Matt, being a financial advisor, is allowed to do that, so we're doing that. Um, I've got the Shine sponsorship, sponsor Uncle Nathan, so I do a lot of work with Shine and, and get cool projects up and running. Do you
0: to just tell us about that real quick?
1: Yeah, so Shine is it's essentially an energy drink without the shit. Um, yeah. Shine is a natural nootropic energy drink. It's got the caffeine hit without the jitters that you get from coffee, without the super high sugar and crap that you get with Red Bull and V. It's I drink one every day basically because it keeps me alert throughout the day, but it doesn't have the come down of the everything crash else type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was super lucky to get the opportunity. I just literally reached out to them on Instagram, and said, "Hey, I love your drink." Early days. Oh, so you
0: already drinking them before they yeah. got on board. Fuck, and awesome. like,
1: I didn't want, I didn't expect anything from it. And they reply and they're like, we love your page. Like, let's have a chat. And it's just sort of gone from there. And now I'm really good mates with everyone at Shine. And it's turned into more of a friendship sort of thing. Um, But yeah, so that's been awesome. The support I've got from that for Uncle Nathan has been incredible. But yeah, I guess the point of all this is there's a lot going on.
0: <laughs> I think that's a really important thing you bring up in regards. So you said you didn't have a resume or anything, but it was just- that you pretty much got hired off the project that you're doing I work so I work at the studio radio where we and where we're recording from and when we started I knew nothing about a podcast right we came in they helped us out and they taught us how to do it all and I started doing the editing and everything and I was always in here doing it all just again for my own passion and one day got offered a job from it So, I think it's just, like, a good message that, obviously, for a PE teacher, you have to do a degree. You know, you can't just walk in there and kick the soccer ball at lunch and get a job. But certain things is, like, obviously, you have to work towards it. But if you're passionate about something and you follow it and you're determined at the amount of doors that can open just from that, like, there's no way you would have thought you were doing that when you started this. There's no way I thought I'd be working in a podcast studio. but if you follow your passion, good things are always going to come, no matter what they are. And then, again, you turn it into, you can make some money
1: out of it from a job. It's even better. Bro, just have the mentality of saying yes. Yeah. Just say yes and see what, like so many doors open that you never expect. Yeah.
2: People feed off energy as well. Yeah, for sure. Like you would have come in here and same as you, you would have met them and they would have just been like, yeah. Good bloke. Cool. Yeah. Let's go. Like just people pick up off energy
1: and they vibe off energy. Yeah, for sure. Dude, something I did the other day that like, Shocked me, even though it shouldn't. That's off the back of that. When you're walking in public and you see a stranger who looks really grumpy, smile at them. Just look them dead in the eye and smile. Watch them smile back. Yeah, it's the craziest (laughs) thing. Like, bro, they match your energy. It's such a real thing. It's. I did it the other day and like dead set got a smile back, and I was just shook because it. That to me is a whole perspective change. It's like if I'm having a shit day, all I have to do. Is tell myself I'm having a good day and I'll yeah. feed off my own energy yeah. to change that around or hang out with someone who is always vibrant, always yeah. happy. Like that's going to shift my energy. It's massive, into especially when you're in a rut.
0: Yeah, and that's That's it's on the flip side of that too. If you're hanging around someone who's always negative, fuck me, you notice it. Yeah, like, or maybe the first and second time you don't really notice, but after a while, you're like, fuck, I'm really starting to become negative because this person is quite negative in their everyday life. Yeah. You know, it's just draining, eh? And then again, you just go, go back to those people who you know you get, you, you vibe with, and you know they're always going to bring bring uh, positive energy. But people are smiling at you because you always look grumpy. <laughs> me? Yeah, you you're sitting there <laughs> please, like this, please, mate. I'm the smile of this podcast. <laughs> all right nathan we really appreciate your time brother wish you all the best with everything let's collab man let's do some stuff together um mate what you're doing is amazing and
1: awesome and wish you all the best and speak soon eh thank you bro thank you both for having me on that was an awesome chat i loved it um uncle nathan co on instagram if anyone wants to suss it out
0: 100% what are you on tiktok too aren't you yeah uncle nathan co on on across all boards for
1: you what is that (laughs)
0: Fucking idiot Alright guys Thanks for tuning in If you enjoyed today's episode Don't forget to like Subscribe and share around It helps us Make sure you check out Uncle Nathan Co On Instagram And all other socials And we'll see you next week guys Don't forget to smile
1: Turn up the talk podcast Tackling mental health together